all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Through the Bible with Les Feldick. Through the Bible with Les Feldick. Um, you know what, you guys? That's in the church today, the Christians, believers. We listen to or listen to uh, to many ministers and pastors and evangelists and teachers and stuff through our years, through our saved years. And we held on to every word most of the time of these preachers and teachers and evangelists. Some outstanding, some good, some educated, some not educated. You know, we just we watch some uh, on television programs and different things like that. Just different ministers that we got a lot of our knowledge of the Bible from. If we will admit that a lot of our belief patterns from different type of teachers all put together with growing up in the church like that. And some of us believers and Christians still follow that path of traditional teachings or that kind of way of thinking today, which is not, you know, I'm not saying you're not saved. I'm just talking about Christians that still follow a certain pattern and denominationalism and churches and beliefs and stuff like that today. And I was listening to my brother in the Lord, who's he's he's in heavenly places now, spiritually wise, because his body will join him. His new resurrected body will join him later in the rapture. And I'm talking about brother Les Feldick, because people who die, men and women who die in Christ, their spirit is in the heavenly places. They just waiting for their new immortal body that's going to be renewed when Jesus come back, they just wait for those shells to be over their spirits and stuff like that. Nothing that we can comprehend. So that's what that's what the, the church, the members that are uh, the ones that's in the heavenly places now where I don't know. The Bible does not say where, where they sitting or whatever or how they look. Just say they are spiritually very much alive, more than what humans are today. But they don't have a body. They are invisible. They're just like in a form, just say like Jesus and God, they are invisible, you know, stuff like that. What is that? I don't know. So I'm just letting you know what the Bible says. Any believer that dies in Christ instantly, he's with Jesus in the heavenly places in the spirit, he or she, you know. Not not the fullness in the end as of yet, but they are in the heavenly places. That's why we rejoice when a believer, not everybody that dies, but when a believer dies instantly, their spirit is with the heavenly places. They're very much more alive than you and I can ever be. We cannot comprehend that. But the dead fleshly sinful bodies, the idemic body goes back to the dirt. Now, those bodies will be resurrected. But they will be new immortal bodies, sinless bodies. 
that will connect with their spirit. So we will have bodies. We will have forms and I have our bodies, but they will be immortal, renewed bodies. I can't comprehend that's how that's going to look. I have no difference that we're going to look the same. I don't doubt that, but a perfect body, we have no idea what a perfect body looks like. We have no idea. But that's not what I want to get into, even though that's a beautiful, wonderful thing. Uh, knowing the word of God and what word of the word of God really is saying in his word, you know, knowing what God, where God is really going. And is there a way to really know the exact direction that God wants us to go, wants us to walk, wants us to talk and want us to be? Now, I don't mean that as he's got us on a string telling us to do everything and got some of them. No, I'm not saying that, but I'm talking about according to his word. Is there ever a way that we can walk that way perfectly? And the answer to that is no. Really, Joe? And the reason I say that, because as long as we are in these sinful bodies, we will be imperfect. That's what I mean. Long as we are in these academic, since the fall of man, we will never be able to walk perfectly in the things of God for a believer. I'm talking about for a Christian. Now, let me let me say what I'm. But who walks perfect, who is perfect is our rejuvenated spirit, man, that we feed with the word of God. The spirit is the perfect one, not the flesh. The spirit man will never sin against God. The spirit man, the new rejuvenated man that's going to the heavenly places will never sin and disobey God. The spirit man is always willing to follow God. The spirit man is the one the Holy Spirit connects with of what we are trying to say. The spirit man is the one that the Holy Spirit connects to for the utterance in our prayers, even though we don't know what to say. It's not the flesh. God does not listen to the flesh. The flesh is dead in the eyes of God. It's the spirit man. I'm talking about the believer. I'm talking about the Christian. The spirit man walks in perfectness, not the flesh. So, I wanted to clarify that when it comes to the believer. And I want to just uh, dwell on that a little bit. Okay. So just think about it. The unsaved. The unbelievers. And when I say unbelievers, I don't mean they don't so what believe there is a God. They just never. They consider an unbeliever because they never. You know, they are not saved. They never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior by believing of what he has done for them. They don't know nothing about that. But when the history of them going to church or brought up in church was never. And it's going to hit some people hard, uh, but it, it was never really the direction and the way that they would believe that churchism or Christian was supposed to be. If I, I can't, I'm not a person that can just uh, elo, elo, uh, perfectly orate things like other ministers and other believers and something like that, but I just try to make it as plain as I can. 
we was brought up or embedded with Christendom or traditional upbringing, not so much biblical word of God upbringing, but traditional, mainly man-made traditionals mixed with a lot of some things in the uh, kingdom program upbringing and in the church, how a Christian is supposed to talk, how a Christian is supposed to behave, how a Christian is supposed to dress, how a Christian is supposed to, you know, tolerate things and how we should do this and how we should do, do that. And even some Christians are still strict, you know, in dietary ways they eat. They copy the ways and the forms of the way Israel and the Jews ate. So we traditionally we were just brought up that way and everything. But I, I've done a lot of teaching on that. I'm not going to get so much up in that. But I want to I want. I'm saying this because when the world, even today, even when I was growing up, you know, you have to wonder, how did I see a Christian? And when I was growing up, I seen a Christian, I'm being honest, when I grew up, I seen a Christian or a person that say they were saved as a person, I really didn't want to be too much around. All they talked about was the Bible. Why did that bother me? I'm gonna get into that on the next show too. All they all they talk about how you should dress, how you should talk, how you should look. When I was growing up in my family, growing up in the church and everything like that. So how you think the world feels sometimes, especially today? Now, when I was growing up, you had your secular churches, but not so prevalent like they are today because some churches look like a club now, black and white churches look like clubs and everything like that. You don't know what's going on. So my point is reason I'm saying all this and I'm going to say not going to spend a lot of time on this because we as ambassadors for Christ. See, like we have a lot of work to do as far as leading people that are not saved uh, in the right direction. And uh the sad thing about this is the majority of the church don't have not been trained to how to rightly divide God's word. The majority of the church does not know that there are two programs. The majority of the church look at you weird if you miss and mention two different programs of prophecy and mystery. The majority of the church good decent churches on church buildings that's what I'm talking about not the body of Christ but Christendom and uh, you know because of tradition and denominationalism and stuff like that you know and the majority of the church is not really preaching or teaching God's word for today you know majority of the church don't know the gospel of salvation like they think they do you have a, a lot of confusion in the church about the catching away, the rapture, and the second coming. The majority of the church don't know the difference. Some believe the second coming. Some believe there will not be no rapture. Some believe the rapture and the second coming is, is the same and this and that and, you know, woo-woo-woo and stuff like that. So if the church is confused or somewhat Christendom is confused, how do you think the world see us then? And why they don't want to go into the church and they don't want to get to know this God or this Jesus you're talking about because of the confusion of Christendom and the church. I separate those on purpose because Christendom is just a religion. They are not believers. They just go to church and they believe in certain religious morals of the Bible. That's what I call Christendom. And I, I, I separate them from the church, the body of Christ. 
But either way it goes, the world is confused. They don't know which one is one. They just think whole Christian. Don't everybody is in the church is Christians because people say they're Christians. From one or other people, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. That name is used so loosely. But my point is what I want to get into. How do you think the world looks at that? Bowl of confusion, like I like to say. How do you think the world really looks at that and everything when they look at the church? They don't know what to believe. They don't know what direction to go. And especially today, because everybody is a Christian, but they teach different ways and they say different things. They say this is okay. They say this is not okay. They say you dress this way. They say you shouldn't dress this way. You got people just trying to grow beards. They call themselves the real Hebrews. Then you got women that call themselves married. They try to dress. See, it's so much confusion in Christendom or so-called Christendom. The world don't want no part of this so-called Christian stuff. So they go to Islam, Buddhism, atheism and all these other weird things, new age and stuff like that because they feel more like there is some type of substance or some type of control in these cults, occults than Christendom. Christendom is everywhere. But at least they know where they're going when they enter all these different cult type of sects and occults. They stand on one thing and they know what they stand on and the church don't. Christendom I'm talking about and some members of the body of Christ so it's a lot of work we need to do God done what he had to do already see it's not God have to do this we have to get in line with him we don't have to get in line with us it's not his issue it's our issue it's our problem we need to get right in line with what the word of God is really saying but a lot of churchgoers and believers and and the body of Christ would not do that. I just want to throw it out out there. So it still is a chance, if you'll listen to me, to really try to understand the difference, try to understand what God is saying in his word, if you just read it literally. I'm going to talk about something else. Um, You know, how people look at Jesus is only portrayed how the church portrays him. And that's biblical also, how the Jews portrayed God. That's why the Gentiles didn't want no part of it, because how the Jews was acting. It's the same today. The church, the Christians, the way we act, they don't want no part of Jesus or nothing like that because the way we portray him and the way we act. And I'm going to talk about certain things. It's, It's uplifting. It's going to help you, you know. You're going to say ouch first, but it's going to help us. Okay. And the next episode of Body of Christ Real Talk. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions. And it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions. And yet there he is suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors built with aerospace precision deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.